Welcome to the first ever episode of the Faithful Fanatics Podcast. I'm Dylan Davis. Across from me sits my man, Snap Mansky. What's going on, man? And we are live here at Yellow Jackets Media Studios out here in Willow Grove. Snap, how are we feeling tonight? I'm excited, man. I haven't been, I haven't been in like a, an actual studio like this in like a couple months. It's really nice to be back in front of a mic like this, man. You want to know something? What? My first in-studio show. Really, yeah, man? Yeah, first live, it's, first in-studio. Once you throw the headphones on and you it's just different. talking, it's... it's it, it's easy though. It's easy. Yeah, It'll it's, come right to you. It's different from plugging a mic in uh inside of your laptop and doing uh, it from yo, your Yo, honestly, that is the best part of this whole thing. I, I used to, when I, I used to have my own podcast and I used to have to produce every show. Yeah. The worst thing Awful. ever. I would use GarageBand. I had Yeti mics. I'm, <laughs> I'm literally so bad at it. I'm sitting there on GarageBand. GarageBand's the worst, too. The dude. worst, dude. Like, I cannot do it. I'm so glad I don't have to do it. And I'm just ready to go. So yeah. let's dive into it, man. Yeah. So uh, first, I guess we'll start with what the, the legend news. was, yeah. what it still is today. Uh, Kobe Bryant passing away with his daughter Gianna on Sunday, along with seven others. Um, so first, we'll, I mean, we'll dive more into it and, and what he meant to the game of basketball and and kind of just the human aspect yes, of what happened. The, the but huge human aspect. Yeah. Where, like, I just want to know from you, and then I'll. I'll tell you where i was but where were you like when the news first broke and what were your initial dude, reactions i know exactly where i was i was about to turn on the 130 south in jersey i was in florence coming back from the columbus market with my man louie i know exactly like, it literally is like fresh in my it's mind, in your mind like, yeah. the only other death like real side note the only other death in my whole life that was like big this, like this this big of news was michael jackson that is yeah. the closest death that I can remember that was, like, this big. And I think this one's even bigger still. But, I think it's bigger, too. Yeah, so I'm turning on the 130. I'm actually at a light about to turn on the 130, and I actually got a text from my ex-girlfriend oh. from, like, a year and a half ago. And um, she sends me a text, and she goes, and the first thing I thought when I see the text is, like, yo, why is she texting me? Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't talk to you anymore. Like, it was weird. It, it gave me bad vibes off the bat. Yeah. I was like, something serious has to be happening. And I did not expect to read the text. She just, in capitals, Kobe died. I was like, I looked at Louie. I'm like, bro, she just said Kobe died. Like, like not a chance. Not a chance. I'm like, she's probably, she's like a girl. Maybe she was on TMZ, a fake story. Because that's right. happened before with celebrities and athletes before. So I thought that. And then I jumped on Twitter, the most reliable news outlet yeah. probably out there. The quickest news outlet out there. And um, it was true, dude. And uh-huh. I was just, I was in shock. And it, and news traveled so fast. This, is how, this was the craziest part about it. We did not get more than like four or five lights down the highway before a box truck next to us. They noticed I was I was wearing a John Morant jersey. They noticed I was wearing roll a basketball jersey. They yell out the window like, "Yo, roll your window. I was like, "Yo, what's up?" And I, I I had no idea what he was gonna say. He's like, "You guys hear fucking Kobe died?" I was like, "Dude, what?" Like he's like, "Yeah," like I was like, "Yeah, Kobe died." Like it's crazy. Yeah. And we had like a conversation at the light at the about light. it, like just about his greatness, like five second conversation. <laughs> but it was like news was traveling that fast, and people were that shocked yeah. that they were just. Like, they had to talk about it with anyone. You know what dude. I mean? The dude literally is at a red light tr- talking to two people he never met. Dude, it's hit dude, It's hit us and, like, millions of people around the world. Like, I've never seen anything hit people before. Like, people are lining up outside of his old high school in Lower Marion. People are in Los Angeles outside the Staples Center just setting up trash cans, shooting paper balls into it, yelling Kobe. I've seen that. That's but, amazing. Yeah. But, I mean, dude, literally when, when I saw it, so I was, true story, I'm playing MLB The Show up okay. at school with my roommates okay. and I wasn't like I didn't have the controller at the time so I'm just scrolling through tw- Twitter and as I refreshed it like it came up like it was the, I saw it the 14 story. seconds after the TMZ posted it on Twitter and I was like yo no like no yeah, way like it can't be true and then you see like I'm scrolling through like I told my roommates they're like dude no way text my uncle my parents they're like are you sure it's true and you get you like you keep going through Twitter and then like the news outlet out in California says that a helicopter crashed well, you know, a, ch- a helicopter crash, but was Kobe on it? Yeah. And it's Kobe's helicopter. I'm like, uh. But uh, I heard the helicopter, actually, like, the first thing I thought of is I heard the story about how he used to take helicopters. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, oh, shit, this might be actually true. Yeah. Like, but, dude, it just sucks because, like, and I'm not, do not take this the wrong way. I'm not throwing blame out there to any, to the pilot uh-huh. nobody. But apparently the conditions were really, really bad. And the more I read about it, like he just and he's done. He's the I heard he's the only person Kobe would fly with. Kobe wouldn't fly with anybody else. And the more I read about it, he just 
I slipped up, messed up. Like it was so yeah. foggy out there that day. And apparently, like, he tried to get above clouds or whatever and didn't slow down or whatever they're supposed to do. I have no idea. I can't speak on it. But it just sucks because everyone was told not to fly that day. And it's like, damn, man, he's gone now. he's a celebrity. And that's, like, every—it's kind of, like, referencing back to the Michael Jackson thing. He died from, like, prescription drugs, basically. And it's like, he shouldn't have had them. But, you know, celebrities get what they want. And it kind of, like, this is the bad side of it. Kobe wants to fly. Kobe's flying. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I I doubt he was, like, an asshole about it. The dude was probably like, yeah, I got you. He's got other parents and his daughter's teammates on there. They were just trying to make a game. They were trying to make the academy game. They were having games all weekend or something. But um, the the reason why this death hit me so hard is, like, Kobe's, like, this invincible, like, almost yep. immortal figure. That's where I was Like, get everything to. about Kobe is, like, legendary. Everything he does is perfect. And any, anything he sets his mind to, he does it. Like, especially with the Oscar, like, winning an Oscar. Yeah. Like, when he did that, like, I wasn't shocked. You know what I mean? So he has, like, this, like, this, this almost, like, godly surround, like, this godly yeah. presence. So when he went, when, like, the news broke that he died, I, I, I couldn't it believe it. It didn't set in for at Dude, first. yeah, like, because I always pictured him being, like, Bill Russell. You know how Bill Russell's right. at games. This old dude, he's at every finals. He's like the uh, the legend, won eleven chips, always courtside, always chatting up with players. Like that's what I thought Kobe was gonna be. I thought I was gonna be eighty, and I would still be seeing Kobe at like a hundred sitting courtside, like dapping up the next generation, right. laughing with him. Like, and that's what he was slowly becoming. Like talking shit to Luka Doncic yeah. sideline, like going to Kyrie. In whatever, game. what is it, Slo- Slovenia? Slovenia, yeah. yeah like a random. He just language. goes out. Could you imagine? I, you know what? I need to learn that language so I can go talk well, shit. Well, I actually to... figured out that um, the one tennis player, I, I, I'm sorry the name's slipping me, really famous tennis player, I can't even think of his name. Someone's someone's probably going to be like, dude, how would you forget his Just name? told him how to say it? No, he's Slovenian, so and they're good friends. Uh, so, okay. so I saw learn, that on yeah. Twitter that he probably already knew Slovenian, yeah. which isn't surprising. I already knew he knew three other languages, yeah. so it's not surprising yeah. if he had like four more under the belt, you know? Well, that's the thing, dude. Like Just like languages, the, the Oscar, everything, anything he put his mind to... He wanted to be the best at it. It was human perfection. And, and He's perfection you, yes, personified. It, you said the word that like I was going to bring up was invincible. Like we, the thing, like because I've been asking myself, and this, like I'm not just saying this to say it. Since it's since the news broke Sunday, like I've laid up at night. Like I taught, like I, I've never met the guy. Yeah, he didn't yeah. even know. He doesn't even know that I exist. And his death is like impacting me. And I get yes, he was a basketball player, and like. I love sports and I love the game of basketball and I grew up watching him. So that's one aspect of it. But I've been asking myself, like, why why him? Why is this person hitting me and everyone else in the country so hard that he's gone now? And I think that's the word, invincible. Like, we look up to these people because people's mothers, fathers, sons, daughters, wives, husbands, kids die every day. Yeah. But when you look at, we put these people on, on like, on Pedestals, a pedestal. Yeah. Literally. And it's like, nah, Kobe's not, Kobe. Kobe's gonna be fine. He's Kobe forty-one. That's another aspect. He's my like, mom's age, dude. Yeah, literally, and literally. That, that's the thing that I think it was like getting to me. So it's like the way that it's kind of affected me now, and like with us doing this podcast now, like, I, dude, it's honestly got me thinking, and I'm ready to start something great here. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. no, for real, because like I, we, like we both did our own podcast before, and like when I stopped doing it because like of school and like doing other things, I was like put it, like I was just putting it off. Like, oh, I could start this then. I could start this then. Dude, this happening, not to sound like corny or cliche, but it's like you don't know, like you don't know if there's going to be a next day. So that's literally, literally the same mindset I went into it with, too. Because literally, I I, I stopped doing my last podcast, had a falling out, nothing personal, and just wasn't working between us, different views, ended it. So, like, he I, he's been doing his own thing, and I kind of like sidetracked myself, you know? Like, I kind of like got distracted with work, right. going out. Like kind of bullshitting what I was right. doing, and that like like you said, we had plans to do this, and you know I was about it. I was I was. But in we weren't for it. so serious. But it, for yeah, it. like it was it, just it an was idea. a whole different mindset. Like last night, I stayed up for two. I spent three hours looking at stats. Right. Because you get you set your, we set our topics, yeah. and then I was like, all right, yeah, now I'm gonna bring time. Yeah. I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna yeah. give one hell of a performance. Yeah. Like fourth quarter, yeah, game I'm, seven, I'm just like Kobe. I want to take his throat out. Yeah, I'm gonna rip his throat out. mentality when it comes to recording. But like just so then like dude we know what he's done like on the court we know what he was as a basketball player like when people say that he was that Jordan of our generation no, it's the truth yeah like dude that video I saw you posted and I seen it before yeah, but the, whoever the made that first side. of all whoever made that video 
is incredible. We'll, we'll tweet it out. We got a Twitter account. Yeah. We'll show you. We'll, I, we'll show you. We'll quote tweet my tweet or something, or just tweet the video ourselves. It's but insane. Yeah, it's just him and Kobe doing the same exact moves, like Jordan. Same and Kobe. movement, same shot. And, like that's just how you know he was a student of the game. Like, right. like yeah, I heard an interview about him once where he said one of his like favorite people to watch was like Hakeem. Yeah. And like it just makes so much sense with the footwork. Yeah. He was he was ungodly with every step. Like every step he took on the court was calculated. Yeah. Like at every position on the floor he did. Like he was literally the like the most fundamentally sound basketball player we've probably seen since Jordan. Because that's oh, what Jordan absolutely. was. He was so fundamentally sound. That's why he dominated. And he was a killer, dude. They're, they're both killers. Like I, all I've been doing all week is watching like Kobe content. <laughs> like literally just Kobe content. I'm like finding those clips where like it's like, oh, Kobe's 48 performance against blah blah blah. And, you right. know, you watch it. And like, I watched his last playoff series. Like all of his points. Every he, it was like a five game. It was a five game series against OKC in 2012 in the Eastern, yeah. in the Western Conference mm-hmm. semis. And um, he this, the lowest amount of points he dropped the whole series in those five games was 38. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he had no help. He scored half the points. He had a 48-point performance right. that game, like that series. He he was absolutely dominant at everything he did. And, like, the craziest part is, like, 10 of those points came in the fourth when they were, like, down 15. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. The whole time in the fourth, it's game five. They're going to lose. Like, you know they're going to lose, but he's going to do everything. He's not going to stop until he does. Like, I you mean, know what I mean? Until yeah, he's at, out. Yeah, I mean, it was five-time champion. Two finals MVPs, league MVP, two gold medals, 18-time All-Star, four All-Star game MVPs. And just, Oscar. Yeah, and <laughs> like, Oscar. Like, it just keeps going. the funniest like, part of his resume. Yeah, like, dude, just the, the random Oscar yeah. in there. Like, people, like, 20 years from now that don't know Kobe, when they first, like, go on Wikipedia and, like, look up his stats, they're going to be like, oh, five-time champion MVP. Oscar. Uh, Oscar. A fucking, what? Who yeah. is this guy? Like, you know but, what I mean? Dude, like, you, know what, you know what sucks, though? Is the, the next point I was getting to is, you know what he's crushing at now? Being a dad, yeah, that's the biggest part about it. Like him and Gigi, like they like you saw them out I, everywhere I, together. I, dude. I follow Kobe pretty religiously, even after he retired, and like I seen the interview before his death, like before it started resurfacing, like how like he didn't even watch NBA no, games. He wouldn't go to time. Lakers games. He wouldn't. He wouldn't watch basketball in general. Yeah. He was like he was like so focused on everything else. And then once Gigi started showing a really big interest in basketball, all right, let's go to this that, game. Oh, you want to see this player? Part. We're going. Yes, that's the coolest part to me is that. You know, some parents, like, when they played a certain sport, like, growing up and, and when they were older, they try to get their kids to play their sports, like, forcing their kids into something they might not want to do. She, like, this was reverse. Like, he had no more, not... He didn't try to force yeah, any of them he into had, anything. He didn't have an interest in making her play basketball, wanting no. her to play basketball. No. She brought it on. She wanted to carry the legacy into the WNBA and so on. Um, but it, it's just crazy that he's gone now. Um a little technical difficulties. It fell out. <laughs> oh, that's so... Of course. Dude, not only were we late today because yeah. of traffic and stuff, like, my mic just fell <laughs> off the stand, like, and it only would happen to me, I promise. Like, He's like, guys, can you get out of here? Yeah, right? Like, he's just so dumb with us. Um, yeah, I got thanks, it, I got man. It. Way to go, we're snap. Gonna, we're going to do this while... Wow, we're fixing yeah. technical difficulties. You but, know you're getting charged for this mic too, right? Yeah, no? probably. Just another bill. It's okay. But that's the last point I wanted to get to with it yeah. was I got some cool I got some cool I got a cool stat for you. Could you could you tell me how many points per game Kobe averaged against Sixers in his regular season career? I look I spent I have no idea. Finding this I have no idea, but I'm gonna point. guess. I'll I'll put it how about over under? I got over under twenty five. Over. No. No way. Twenty three points. No way. 32 appearances against the Sixers in his whole career. Switch seats? Yeah. All right, cool, cool, cool. Way to go, Snap. There's nothing wrong with this. It just popped off? Yeah, I got it. Oh, we're off to a great start, dude. You you got it. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll carry the load here. But um, I think that was the biggest thing to me was... um, not to like try to dive too much into what happened because none of us know what really what happened but could you imagine dude like i don't have obviously a daughter i don't have kids yet but like you think about it like growing up like you you think about what's going to come in the future and having kids and all and it's like could you possibly like fathom being in a helicopter after you've done it probably thousands if not millions of times and it going down and now you know you know what's coming you know your you know your life's about to end And not only having to deal with that, your little girl's next to you, dude. 
and you have to tell her, no, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And yeah, no, you know it, damn, damn well, well it's not, it's not going to be okay. And what's about to come? Down, yeah. You know, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty obvious. I did hear a report. I don't know how true it is. I want to believe it. Like someone said, like when they found the remains, like it, they were together or in each other's arms. And I, I, like, yeah, I don't care I, if that's fake know. or not. I don't care anything else. Just that's what I wanted to have in my yeah. head. And that's what I assumed happened. So I hope that's how it really did end for them. Yeah. At least they were really with someone they loved. That's the biggest part. And rest in peace to everyone that was in the fight, oh, yeah, not yeah, just yeah, them. Because yeah. like a lot of people overlooked that too. Like there were other people on there. And, and we Two know, more little girls, her teammates, uh, their parents. That, like the one family, they lost their two, two parents, parents and their daughters. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they, they had like more kids. Yeah, they had like three other kids or something. Could you, you can't even imagine it, dude. But... Taking it kind of like let's let's get a little yeah, let's, let's try let's, to cheer the yeah, mood up here. Like yeah, you broke piece. a microphone. Yeah, <laughs> we were late. Everything's going bad so far, but uh, let's get into actually what we came here, and that's like but, let's get into numbers and let's get into talking basketball. So here's one. So let's get into the Sixers, right? Because you know the Phillies haven't made any moves lately. Uh, the Flyers are coming off the All Star break. Uh, the Eagles haven't made any coaching moves besides the new defensive backs coach from Atlanta. Um, they've been quiet. We're going to get into the Super Bowl later. But starting with the Sixers, so you were there Tuesday night. I got a great – this is, like, a terrible – like, you were, like, when you texted me about, like, oh, I'm going to ask you about the energy for the game. Yeah. It's going to be cool. So, first off, um, I didn't even know I had the tickets until about 3 o'clock. They're box seats. I don't know what type of box. So I'll get to why that's important. But so I get the tickets. They're in the box office. So I had to go to the box office. I'm running late. I, I was at Temple after work. So I'm running late. From Temple, I get home at five, or I get home at around like five forty-five. I gotta get changed, get a shower, go grab, uh, go like go grab, go stop at Seven Eleven, get gas, fly out the door, fly to the door. I get to the game at six fifteen. I miss the whole tribute. I miss the whole, I miss everything that's important. We get to the box. It's the it's the balcony. <laughs> I'm like I'm eye contact with the championship banners and shit. Like I'm like me and my cousin look at each other. And we're like not a chance. We just went right downstairs to the first level bar, watched the whole game there. <laughs> I knew you were hoping for like like come on, snap. Yeah, I know, I know you were hoping for like good energy and vibes. But yeah, that's how that night went for me. Well, there was no good energy down there. I mean, well, besides, besides the W, love, yeah. but um. No, but it was cool energy because I felt like even though I was walking around, like, oh, I did meet World Be Free, though, on that level. Really? Yeah, it was really That's cool. dope. Yeah, I, he opened up and he was just fly as shit in, like, an old suit. He looked like a, he looked like a mobster. What'd you say to him? I was like... World be free. That's what that's what I exactly said. He's like, yeah, yeah, man. Nice to, I was like, oh, nice to meet you. It was a quick combo because, like, he had just... He yeah, got, he's like, dude, beat He it. was going to, I guess, the parking garage from the elevator going down. Yeah. And we were waiting to go up. But, like, the door's open. He was saying hi to, like, the, the, the dude that does the elevator. He, the dude does the elevator some old yeah. dude, So I'm assuming he's been there for, like, years or something. Yeah. Probably knows Will Be Free personally. But, like, I had enough time to be like, you Will Be Free. He's like, yeah, man. I was like, oh, dude. And, like, he, like, stepped out real quick, shook my hand. It was a really cool experience. I never met him, but I always see him at games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what exactly he does for the franchise, but I know he's involved with the yeah. franchise in some way. One more question. Uh, Kind of going off of Kobe, but... How to you and like we can uh, discuss this. How has like this changed the NBA season now? One, like one, one LeBron's sure. going to be on yeah, a one tear. For sure. If you, I, I get into sports betting. I don't know the odds. I don't know how they've changed. But if you haven't put your whole life savings on the Lakers to win the NBA, absolute nut. Yeah, because I think LeBron's going to come out and actually be dominant. And you see it around the league. We've had three fifty-point yeah. games since his death. Like, dude, Eric Gordon dropped fifty the other night. Yeah, Chris Middleton have... dropped 50 without Giannis. Eric Gordon dropped 50 without Russ and Harden. Like, everyone is just balling, it seems like. Like, well, not on the Sixers. We only got, like, a 24-point performance. But that, like, was suiting because Joel wore 24. Right. I did watch that live. I did get to got see the that bucket. on the TV. I did see the fadeaway. <laughs> I did see the fadeaway. That's, like, the one thing I was happy about. I was like, at least I got to see the Kobe. Kid fadeaway. goes to the game and doesn't even get any information for the show. Yeah, Unbelievable. Kind of kind of off to a rough start yeah. for your first show. But I let's let's dive into a, yeah. another serious topic that we need to talk about. I kind of hate it because a lot of people are, like, trying to avoid the conversation. And it's the conversation of, is Ben and Joel yes. compatible? And it's like the biggest argument point. People are tired of it. People want to talk about it. People want to make moves. You see all these stupid-ass trade machine trades on Twitter constantly about trading one or the other. Every time one has the bad game, it's like the 
got to trade him. He's not built for this team. It was and, the poll of uh, 97.5 today, the Missinelli show. Their uh, Twitter poll was, would you um, would you trade Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons? Well, answer that question real quick. <laughs> you want to start with that? Yeah. No, you start it because I want to know your I'll answer. I trade Joel. Jesus Christ. I know, I'll Snap. say this right now. Joel's a better player right now than Ben Simmons. But when I look at so, who, okay, when, I sit, out, here, when I sit here and I think about who is going to have a 15-year career. Let's free, free, reframe it, reframe it. Because here, here, are you saying out of the two, if you had to, right gun to your head. Trade. Right I'm saying if you had to, you're saying you would trade and beat over Sims. I'm saying would you, like, if you didn't have to, would you? Right now? Yeah. No. I wouldn't make a trade right now. Okay, well, that, that like I, I understand your point. Like long, Ben's got a higher ceiling to his game. You can build around him more. You just see sh- what Embiid's already at. Right, like, the longevity getting better, except maybe more consistent. They can right. have a less turnover machine. Those are his two biggest flaws. Maybe a better outside. I agree stroke. with you there. Like it, like if you gun to my head, you have to give one of. If I'm Alan Brand, you have to trade one of them. I'm giving away Embiid, but I'm just saying for all the people that are out there that are saying you had like. Not literally gun to your head, have to, but like, oh, you have to sure, trade. Right well, they now. can't play together. But do you think that? Because that's what I want to get to. Can I they? Do you think I, they can play together? I, 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 do I think they can? So okay. I'm not there now. So do I. I'm not there now. But so like, I would say the last two seasons, I was more on the side of like, that's fucking retarded. That's stupid. Like you can't, you can't, you can't do, you can't break trade them up. one of those two. Yeah, you can't break this duo up. We tanked for so long for them. But, like, this season, like, I'm kind of seeing the same thing I have for the last two years. And it's just kind of like where I'm at the point where, like, maybe, like, we were right. Maybe the haters were right. Like, and I hate admitting it, but, like, there gets to a point where, like, maybe you got to make a move. Maybe you just have to pull the trigger, you know? And I'm getting closer and closer each year because it seems like it seems like we have, we're finding the right complementary stars in Tobias and Thibel. But, it, like, we're getting to the point where maybe, like, you pick one. I, I don't know. Like, I'm not there yet, but I'm very, I'm very close. Listen, I I get what you're saying, and I agree on the fact if you have to trade one, Joel's the guy you give up as far as building your franchise. But yes, they can play together. But I, there's two. It just comes down to two things. One, it comes down to Ben staying aggressive with Joel on the floor, which is hard to do though. It's not. It's it not because then because to the space. second point, it comes down to Brett Brown figuring it out. All right, all right, well, and Be- that's the issue. That's, okay. That's one of the biggest issues. Brett can't figure it out. He has it in three seasons so far. I don't have faith that he is. This is this uh, this season right now for me. Last year was if it's it's Eastern Conference Finals or bust. This season, if you don't make it's the finals, finals yeah, he's you're going. fired. And right. the only reason you shouldn't have been fired, the only reason you didn't get fired last year is because it went to seven games and it ended on a buzzer yeah, beater. Yeah, four bounces. If that's not a buzzer beater and that's a blowout in game seven, he's gone. I uh, agree. I agree. But to my... I got I got numbers for you. So I, I did the numbers last night. I got Ben with and without Joe. So in 16 games played without Joel Embiid this season, Ben's averaging 20.7 assists. He's shooting 57.9 percent from the field, and he takes a, and he averages 11.2 field goals attempts. Because mm-hmm. I, I I didn't look at field goals made because they can always be very wild. Right. So I went for attempts just to show the aggression on right. his drives. So he averages 11.2 attempts per game, and their record's nine and seven. With Joe, they played 30 games. He's averaging 13.9 points per game. He's averaging more assists, which I, I guess is just because of right. speeds. He's averaging 9.1 assists per game. His field goal percentage drops a little bit, not crazy, at 54.6. His field goal attempts go down a whole number at 10.5. And you know what? Their record is better. They're better with Joel on the floor. They win more games because of pure talent. But you can see, like, it's a slight, it's a slight stat, but it's a very prominent stat that his points go down seven. He goes down six points per game when Joe's on the floor with them. Right. Like it, it well, shows, it shows his aggression and confidence with Joe on the floor isn't as high when it's just him. Right. But I think this is where Brett comes into play, and that's why I have a couple things to say. One, before I get into Joe and Ben individually and how they can work together, but. When it comes to down to Brett, for me, well, the one factor is Ben's always going to play just his stamina, his durability. He's going to play more minutes than Joel every night. So yeah, he's, he's going to have he's, times he's, on the floor where Joel's not even out there when he is. But when they're out there together, because they can play together, it, what it comes down to with me for Brett Brown is Joel, he, first of all, he doesn't always play in the post. 
and he doesn't have to. You can pull. He can do everything Al Horford That's, can do better. But hold on, I understand Joel's better in the post. I, I'm not. Dis- he he's better in the post. So okay, he can go in the post when he's down there in the post doing work. The offense should run through him. Every time the offense should run through him. When he you pull him out on different possessions, to where what you do with Al Horford when Joel's not in the lineup, the offense runs through Ben. And then Toby and Richardson and Thibault and all get their touches on on other possessions. I don't, and they'll get that'll just come with with Ben's passing ability and Joel's passing ability outside the post. I mean down in the post, but it, like that's why it comes down to Brett for me because I feel like he doesn't draw anything up for Ben. But the thing is, is Ben's not a shot creator like that. He doesn't uh, need. Yeah, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. Wait, what I'm saying right, is, this so, is this is what this is what I'm going to though with Brett figuring it out. The reason why I don't think Brett can figure it out is because it's too hard. So, like, like you say, yeah, you got to post and beat. Okay, when you post and beat, Ben's got to clear out of the paint to make room, right? Or they're gonna double. And if you put him at the and perimeter, if you put him at the perimeter instead of in the paint to try to make more space, the guy's gonna sag off because he's not worried about him. And Embiid's a known turnover machine when he's doubled in the post. He's not good at passing out of it. So posting him with Ben on the floor is technically inefficient. Then you switch the switch. for Ben, yeah, for both of them because then Ben's not getting touches, Joel's getting doubled. It's leading to turnovers, which leads to fast break, which leads to points, well, which can lead to but, a run. But here's my other thing. Um, I had this discussion the other day with my friend. It also comes down. It's we're talking about Brett Brown here and how it's on him. It also comes down to and beat, and he's got to be quicker in the post, dude. It's on both. He of them, takes too long in the post. But that's the post game, man. You, it's about it's about that patience. He's. I understand be, patience, but, but he, he can has be quicker no than that. To be patient. Because he's getting double because there's no space in the post. If if Ben was a guy that could chop 38% from outside, I, I guarantee you Joel Embiid would be damn near averaging 30 points a game. Because there would be no way to double So him. then, okay, so then let me but ask you this. But that's not happening because, they can't, because he can't do it. And Ben in the paint makes it too hard. So then, okay. So, so then how the, about with, go ahead. So going to the perimeter aspect of it. Putting Joel at the perimeter. Yeah, Joel can chop. But he's not consistent. He right. shoots low 30s. That's, that's, I not, understand. that's not where I want him either because he is such a force. We paid Tobias because he's a shooter. We have guys like Mike Scott who hasn't been living up to shooting. We have guys like James Dybul Ennis. who can shoot. James Ennis can shoot. Josh Richardson can shoot. Furkan can shoot. Dude, stroke. I was never a Furkan fan. We'll yeah, get same. into the bench. Yeah. Kid's got a little bit of game. He improved a lot. Can't play defense. But, not a lick of it. But, um, <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like You have all these shooters... And it's still not getting effective. And the thing that gets me, too, is when Joel's out, Brett's offense is vibrant with Ben Simmons at the point, and they're no Joel Embiid. When they can just go out there and run. Their most yeah. effective minutes in a two-player comparison for this team right now is Tobias and Ben. They played the most minutes together, and they have the highest plus-minus They have the highest plus minus right now in minutes over 600. 600 minutes together or more. Which they, I think only about there's about eight eight groups of that for players two right. players on the floor at the same time I think it's Mike Scott and Ben Tobias and Ben Thibel and Ben or no not Thibel and Ben Josh Richardson and Ben Tobias and Joel and then Ben and Joel like you, you, the most effective combo right now is like Ben and Tobias and that's because they play fast pace when Ben and him play fast pace or Ben's and Ben can just drive to the lane there's no big guy down there no one in his way. He kicks. He pushes. He'll he'll shoot that. He'll, he'll feel that double. Find the open man. Hit a three point. So look at look at what they did two years ago, leading up to the playoffs. That first year Ben had was in the league. I right mean, with yeah, Joel missing the sixteen, 16 games. Sixteen games. The they won every single game. Yeah, I know. Granted, the schedule was very weak. Yeah, it was a weak schedule. But the fact that they went on and did that with just shooters around Ben, like it just shows you how effective they really are. You right. Know what I mean, uh, listen, without Joel and Ben on the court. Listen. I, I firmly believe that this team will only win a championship with the both of them. They they need to. I'm not. I don't have all the answers. Like to your point, I I agree with you. But why can't why can't when you pull Joel out right and you said well the defender sags off so it makes it harder for Ben to get into the lane. Mm-hmm. Why can't you put Ben in in the dunker spot when you pull Joel out or why can't you put I don't want Ben in the dunker spot a lot. I'm just saying so here and there. The kid can go to work, or put him, or set up plays where he's in the corner. He comes off of a screen around Al Harford, and he's in the cut. He's slashing and no, cutting. No, and that that would work, and that goes back to the Brett thing. Like Brett's kind 
at fault here too. Ben's at fault here because he can't stretch the floor. Joel's at fault because he can't. Because dude, there's, there's times every, there's in the every, offense but, where you where you look at it and it's like, dude, what, they're so clumped together when Joe when Joel's in the post sometimes, and I'm like, what is this offense doing? And then to to the point, like, he'll have the ball in the post, he'll get doubled, and I'm like, bro, you're seven foot two. Put the ball above your head and make an outlet pass. I know it's not that simple every time, but he turns the ball over way too much in the post. That, that, should, that, that goes back to his inexperience, and it goes back to his flaws. And all we're doing is listing flaws of, there's why, a, they, of why they can't be Right, compatible. but there's a lot of— but That's what keeps popping up, and it's been, the way, every, it's, been the way, it's been that way for the last three seasons. Yeah, 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 but they're okay, also so a great team. They made, if last season they made a little bit better, like say they didn't trade for J- 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 Jimmy Butler, we got to see improvements from Ben. Popping out at 15. Joel passing out of the double to a slashing Ben Simmons. And Brett making better late game calls. If we had seen these things last season, and then this season they improved even more, like Ben stepping out to 20 feet, right. Ben's hitting more than two fucking threes this season, yeah, I would be a believer. I would be like, yes, this is the guys. They're going to get better every year. It takes time. But it's been, a, it's been a plateau since they've been together. You got the hype. They failed. You got the hype again. They failed. It's the third year. It's looking like the same thing. But, dude, the thing people also have to take into consideration, because, well, here's one thing I want to say, and then I want to transition just firmly into Ben for a second. Yeah. But one thing I want to say is you're going to find, you're going to get a glimpse of it upcoming on this road trip, what starts tonight in Atlanta, because after that, they play at Boston, at Miami, at Milwaukee. Boston doesn't scare me. I think we No, they don't scare me either, but Ben doesn't play well against Boston, especially on the road. You've seen that. And against and Toronto, less and against Tur- right, so that that's my point. We're going to get a glimpse of so of can that. I get, so I'm going to give you numbers from January for Ben. Go ahead. Without so it's 12 games. In Went on Janu- a tear. The, on 12 games in January, Ben averaged 21.4. He shot 62.3 percent from the field, and he was a plus 2.4. Great numbers. Joel this season in January, same thing. He only played three games. He's averaged twenty point seven or twenty point seven points per game. Shot forty eight point nine percent from the field, which again, I don't know why that number is even that low for a center. It right. should be way higher. And then he was a plus three point three. So I mean, they each have decent numbers. But like, like I said, I've told you, he's averaging thirteen point nine points with Joe, without Joe. So like, you you seen that most of January he doesn't have Joe. And he's putting up insane numbers. He's putting up 20 points a game. This right. What we know he can do. What everyone wants him to do. But these numbers don't happen with Joe on the court. I Listen, I I think it's going to take both of them to win in this league. I think it's going to take both of them to win a championship in this city. Um, I think they'll figure it out. And I think they're a team that's built for the playoffs. And we'll see. But I want to jump strictly into Ben because, Snap, I feel like we have to inform people. Because, you know, me and you were sitting here saying, if you had to trade one of them, you would trade Embiid. But doesn't it feel like national media, everybody, everybody talks about Ben? ben. Be, every, because Ben's the flashier name. Like, I, and, and that's weird to say almost because it's like... Joel Embiid, yeah. Because Joel Embiid's such like a clout chaser. And, well, not anymore. But a lot of people he, he in this city, of, in this fan base, national media, everywhere, all people look at Ben. People just look, don't like Ben. I don't yeah, know they why. don't like Ben and they don't like... like They I only say they, the one thing you can, he can't do is shoot. Well, look at everything he else he can do, right? So, he's dude, he's, a he's got the... He's, he's six. a six foot ten point guard with speed, who and he runs like a goddamn deer up and down the floor. His, his court times are faster than, from the draft combine were faster than De'Aaron Fox, Russell Westbrook, and there's, there's one more. Yeah, John Wall. Yeah, his, his up and down the court time is faster yes. than the three guys that we consider the fastest right. guys in the league. So he's huge. And he's twice the size. He's huge. He's fast. He's athletic as all hell, and he's got division passing ability and ball handling skills. There with Magic and LeBron. The only thing with Ben is when he get when he drives too fast, fast pace, and he you know you know exactly what I'm talking about. He gets in the lane, he jumps up, and he turns around, and then forces a turnover. That's the only that's the only knock I'll give him on his vision and and ball handling skills. But then snap, everyone talks about what he can't do. He can't shoot. He can't shoot. He can't shoot. Okay. Well, what about what he can do? He leads the team in rebounds with almost eight, seven point eight boards a game. Leads the team in assists with 8.4 assists a game. Leads the team in steals with 2.2 a game. I think he's and in the league, too. Yes, he is. That, yeah, he leads the league in steals, defensive, loose he's balls, recovered. He's the first team defensive yes. candidate. 
He leads the league in steals, defensive loose balls recovered per game, and is tied for fourth in deflections per game. And he leads the team in field goal percentage. And now, he doesn't take as many shots with Joel on the floor, but he still leads the team in field goal percentage at 58%. And as you just said, with leading the league in steals and defensive loose balls and all these deflections, he's locked down on defense. When he turns it up defensively... He's, he's one of the only few players probably making the All-Star team. Yeah. One of the only players. Yeah. He, that, these these things, we, I know how good he is because I feel like I see him every day. A lot of people see that he can't shoot three, and it's now three. But he does this, everything else this, a basketball player league, can do at yeah. an elite level. Like this league is just so three-point horny, I'll call it literally, because yeah. they literally just fiend for three-pointers. Sometimes and, we do too, dude. No, I do too. Not. I wish Ben didn't shoot only two threes. I wish Zion didn't pass him in one game in three-pointers. Right. I know that there's the national media talking shit, but it's, it's freaking true. Right. And but, he should have at least, on the season right now, they've played, I think, I think it's 40. 31. 40 games, I think. No, they're over that. 40, uh, 40 he's plus played games. in 46. He's played in 46. I think we've yeah, played no, 48. He's missed two games. They've played 47, so he's played 45 games. This okay. Season. 45 games this season, right? He has two point two point two three, three point. points made. Yeah. That number I was at least expecting 15 to 20. Yeah, but see, that's the thing, and I agree with you. It I would be I, great, my, my but I don't My prediction was half a three a game. Not even one three a game. Like half at the a end three of the year? a game. At the end of the year, average... 0.5 three points made a game. That's all you need. One three point every other game is all I want. Here's he, the thing, he's though. He's got two. Here's the thing, though. I it would be not. It would be fantastic if Ben pulled up from three and shot open threes. But you just have to accept he's at 23 years old right now, and people get like people compare him and Giannis. Giannis wasn't good till he was five, six years in the league. Okay, so here's my rebuttal. John Morant's biggest draft flaw in the draft was, was, shooting. was shooting. Right. When they started sagging off on him against the Rockets. I agree. What did I, he do? I, I what did he do? Explain. He went and shot the ball like a champ, and then after the game said, yeah, I knew they yeah. were, They knew they were. that was their game plan. Everyone in the league says I can't shoot. This is their reminder. I can't explain why he won't do it. I'm just saying I don't. If Ben, So let me ask you this. If Ben goes out and gets you 18 to 20, with Joel on the floor, 18 to 20 a night, um, 18 to 20 a night, uh, eight or nine rebounds, eight or nine assists, Two steals, a block, and let's say only two or three turnovers. That's elite, bro. All right, that's elite, but are they winning? What do you mean are they winning? I want to know if they're winning. If and he, they I, win, don't, yeah. I don't care about his numbers anymore. I really don't. Like before, okay, but so okay, but to my point, so I don't care about his numbers either, but their first two years together, they were over 50 wins. They're on pace for over 50 wins again. Their first two years. So yes, they're winning. Okay, that's regular season. I want a chip. I don't give it. They could win fucking 45 games. I wouldn't give a shit if they came out with a chip. Yeah, I know. I understand what I'm saying. Like, there was only two years and they lost to the, they lost to the NBA champs on a four bouncer on the road last okay, year. Okay, but they were the favorite for almost everybody in the Eastern, the East the last two years too. Everyone, almost every sports analyst leading up to the Eastern Conference playoffs was like, oh, it's Philly. First season they were together, oh my God, they beat the Cavs right before the playoffs started in an epic duel with no Joel. Ben went for like 25-point triple-double against LeBron's 45-point triple-double. You know, they were they were walking into the playoffs as the favorites. They stole the third seed from the Cavs. Uh, then the year after, they take the Toronto Raptors, who are, who are the champs. They took them to seven games with a lot of chemistry issues because they didn't play a lot of time together. But even in that playoffs, that playoff series that year, they were expect. They, everyone was like, "Yo, they should, they should go to the finals." And you know what? If we fucking did that year, we probably would have won against the Warriors, and yeah. we'd have our chip, and we wouldn't even be having these conversations like this intense right now. Oh, he got it! Yeah. Thank God. Oh my God! If breaking got, news, yeah, baby. Breaking well, not news. breaking. We're a little late, but ben, doing Ben's the show. All star, but um, which yep. he deserves. I. Yeah. No, but he was close. He he he, he was definitely in the conversation. I but, want to see the votes. Right, but do, okay. So here's my point. I understand what you're saying. I I want him to shoot the ball too. That's not what I'm saying. But with that, I I just can't stand how everyone only focuses on the negative with him, which is one aspect of his game. And he does everything else at an elite top five level yeah. in the league, dude. De- hold on, defensively, like we were just talking about how he's shooing for first team all defense or should be when guarding. Jimmy Butler, oh, Jason Tatum, Pascal Siakam, Bradley Beal, LeBron, Westbrook, and Harden. They shot a combined 26 of 87, not even 30% against Ben Simmons. Uh, uh, that, that's undeniable, but here's the thing. I was like, I, I, I had the same exact mentality with you the last two seasons. So he does everything on the floor amazing. He's a great player. But the one part in his game that he needs 
If you're an elite player, you, you like like let's dive back to the Kobe thing. Kobe always talked about every challenge he had. He he went back to the lab and right. figured out how to beat it. He talked about AI like that. AI driven drove him to like figure out how to guard people like him. You know what I mean? Right. One of the hardest players to guard. So like you're an elite player. You you, you say you want to be an all star. You want to be an MVP. You want to win a championship. You probably have your eyes on the Hall of Fame. You're supposed to be the next coming to Magic Johnson. Guess what? You're missing one part of your game that would change his team. It. Fix it. And I, he has it. I agree. Done it. All summer, I'm getting fucking clips of him hitting fadeaway posts up, three-pointers, pull-up jumpers, whole nine yards. I'm like, this is the season. I've never seen this many shooting videos from him. His first preseason before the foot injury. In in that preseason summer league, he was chopping on people. And then nothing. I get two. I get a preseason three. And then I get what? Two, two. in the regular season? Two, yes. Is it two? I don't even know. I so three, we'll call it three three pointers this year. Dude, dude, come on. Come on. Like, I I agree. What I'm saying is let's just see because we're well, all we're doing is playing hypothetical right now because Joel hasn't played that much this year. And now Jay Rich is out. Let me see the starting five, which I want to get to in a second when Jay Rich does come back. Let me see them play because it's been the same thing the last two years. Two years ago when we lost to Boston and we brought in Bellinelli and Ursan at the buyout market, the team and then Joel missed the last 16 games. Starting five didn't get to play together. Last year, they brought in Jimmy Butler. Okay, he played a lot because I think they brought him in in October. But then they traded for for Boban and Mike Scott and, Tob- and Tobias at the deadline. And then there were injuries, and they still didn't get to play together for a while. I need to see the starting five build chemistry. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I just I just think, dude, they've shown you what they are against for whatever reason. And I, it comes down, it's on the players too, but it's also on Brett Brown not getting him up for big games. They show you what they are against the best, the top teams in the league, dude. They're three and zero against Boston. They beat, they smacked the Lakers the other night without Joel and Richardson. They smacked the Bucks on national TV on Christmas Day. I was there. I seen that. That's dope. You, you're lucky. And I was at um, the Celtics they, opener. They blew out the Heat. I was at the Heat game the first time. They blew out, blew the doors off of the Heat, and then they lost to the Heat twice. But one was in overtime and the other was by a point or so. They beat Toronto once already this year. They've also lost twice, but they were both close games against Toronto. They're they just shown you what they can what they do against the top teams in the league, and I just I, they, I need to see it in the playoffs, man. I don't. I know, I know. Hey, I'm, uh, now, I'm so over regular season. The first, the last. This isn't season, the same team, though. Did my point is it hasn't been the same team the last two years, and it hasn't gotten done the last two years. Like it's okay, it's okay for me to be a fan right now and be impatient. I I understand, especially the weight I, I we all went through with the process. I was a diehard process. I I wish Sam Hinkie was still here. That's my guy. Like you know, like I went. I love the whole idea of assets. I love all that, and like to sit there wait. Watch all my assets get wasted by a douchebag named Brian Colangelo, and then possibly wasted with Elton Brand. Nah, I don't know. Nah. What do you mean they have none of these picks anymore? They, thank God they got Thibel. Thank God that was a hit. If Thibel had ended up being a bust, I well, might have. Yeah, but then you had to give props to Elton Brand on that. At on that. Okay, part of but it. Well, let's see how this Al Horford deal works out because it hasn't looked good at all, and it's a hundred million dollar contract. I agree with you there. Which to my next point, and he's thirty three. Which to my next point, well, I'll get into in a second. One last thing on Ben. The only, the one part of shooting I want to see him improve at more, more than a 15-foot jump shot, more than pulling up from three when he's open, is free throws. And he has done that over the last five games. He's, it's not great. He's 76% from the line over his last five games. He was 9 of 10, 4 of 6, 7 of 9, and then his last two games he was 10 of 14 from the line. Hack of Ben isn't working anymore at the end of the games. He's not afraid to go up there, and I think that's he's a still st- afraid. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He's going up and knocking the down at the end of the game. The last couple games he has been. The, the last, last couple games have been his best numbers from the line. Okay. To the line more without him being. Like, no, you know no, what no. I mean? yeah, but he's still stepping up at the end of games. It's just not working anymore. I just think it's a yeah. step in the right direction. Until Ben's so confident in his free throw shots, I won't. I won't consider his free throws to be like a super big part of it. So confident in his free throws shot that he can drive the lane and not pass out last second instead of dunking the ball because he's so scared to miss the shot that he doesn't want to go. Because that's what he does. It's obvious. When he drives paint and there's a double team and you get that stupid ass cuz sometimes yeah, those outlets, That's what I'm saying. Those double those double team outlet passes when he drives sometimes are really effective, but sometimes they turn over into like a sloppy turnover or bad pass. And those are plays where it's like take the ball to the rack, but he's so scared of getting swatted or beat or like fouled to, and going to the line and missing two. 
Like right. it, it's still there. You can see it in his game, or he would drive more. Like the aggressiveness, it, the, the aggression's there, but it's still not where I want to see it. I want he's six ten, like we said, super athletic. Put it on someone's head. Right. I need like at this point in his career, I didn't think I would say this, but I expected like twice the amount of poster dunks. I thought this guy yeah. was gonna like be like not Blake Griffin esque, but like he's like uber athletic like right. that. Like he could put it down on people like that. Yeah. Um. All right. One more thing. Joel's return. 24 points, 10 boards, 9 of 13 from the field. In a 24 jersey. In a 24 jersey, yelled Kobe on his 24th point. So happy about that. Um, let me ask you something, because you were there, I don't know, like, but then you said your seats weren't that great. Um, on T- No, no, I know. I'm saying, like, from TV, I don't know if you saw him, like, that well there. He looks a little slimmer to me after missing three weeks. Well, like, his yeah, conditioning yeah, yeah. was a lot better than I thought it was going to be, I, dude. I still thought it looked terrible. I thought, I, yeah, okay, but right, it looked he better. Did look a little slimmer, his conditioning is shit. Because yeah, he's always hurt, and it's always leg injuries. The reason he, I think he looks slimmer, and, and I think that's the only reason he does look yeah. slimmer. Because, like, all right, so I don't think he looks slim at all compared to when he first came in the league. I wish oh, he not never, at all. I wish he didn't bulk. Not maybe not first came in the league his rookie year. I wish he was at rookie weight. Yeah, I don't like this weight he has on. I no. get it; it's it's perfect for the block. But like, so you remember that video right before he made his debut? It's in between. Dunk between his legs. Yeah. Do you think he could still do that? E- that and that. See, the fact that you haven't answered yet is why I'm. Concerned. Well, I'm thinking because, like, I, is he I that understand heavy what you're saying. He's yeah. Losing bounce. Yeah, is I he understand. That weak in the legs where he's losing bounce. I think he could still get it off though. I don't know. I don't know. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't know, but I think a part of me says he was that he athletic. Still, yeah. Right here. Yeah, I know. And he was that slim. Yeah, I know. And like there were just plays he made better. Maybe it's because he's getting more conservative on his body. He doesn't want to make uber athletic plays. He wants to be a smarter basketball player. But even going into that, that was part of his game where he was making crazy blocks, and that would just drive the energy. That's what fed the crowd. That's what started the fast break, you know. And like I feel like we're starting to lose some of these plays, and he's kind of games becoming more conservative, which I like him for his health. But at the same time, I feel like he's not as explosive on the right. court, and we're missing that. Well, all right. Let's let's get into the state of the Sixers right now. They're third. Like, let's take Ben and Joel outside of it, and let's just look at the rest of the roster real quick before we get into Super Bowl Fifty Four. They're thirty one and seven. Yeah, they're thirty one and seventeen. They're twenty two and two at home, and everyone talks about getting the higher seed, and I agree. Like, it, the worst thing possible for me, for in my eyes, would be to get the fall in the five seed and have to play Toronto at the four. Whatever. I don't think Toronto's a top five team in the conference. I think Boston, Miami. I think they are. I just don't know how. Like I know, I I, I know got, what you're saying. They got the team. They won't make noise like they had the yeah. last year, but but they, they, they just like they just give us issues that other teams don't. Like we they know how to guard Joel, and they're super athletic like us. And they the other thing that kills us is guard play. Yeah, it that's still true. Kills the us. smaller guards, yeah, smaller but, guards they can score and so, on their own still kill us. So here's my thing. So they're 22 and two at home. They're tech. They're basically unbeatable at home, especially at all starting if they're fully healthy, right? And people keep like like, and I want a higher seed. I, I want the two or the three seed. But let's say they got the four, right, or the five. Um, you only need to win one on the road out of four. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm not saying, and it could not happen. The, like you know, what I'm, I, I don't know how to explain. It. What I'm trying to say is, to me, they're basically unbeatable at home, especially come playoff time. And if they only need to win one out of four on the road, I think. That's something they can manage. It every series might go seven games if they don't have it. Like if they don't have a two or a three seed, they end up four or five. Every series might go seven games. Uh, but but you see the record in the East with all the top teams. They're all good at home, bro. We're no we're no different. Maybe we have one of the better records at home. But everyone's good. That point in the early part of the season where I think there's like top six teams in the East were like seventy and four or something. Some like insane number where they all had a damn near twenty wins and only. Like, there was a point where almost like the top five teams were all undefeated. I, we were the last yeah. ones, but still, like it, it, these teams, it's like they need—they're so bad on the road. It's a, it's a concern because if they do get a four seed, they do get a five seed. Depending on who's that first round matchup, yeah, maybe we can beat them. But like, I, I need a third seed from this team at least. That's what—that's what I want too. I was just starting out the point fit, that, but no, I wouldn't be confident with them at a four or five role. I think they would get—I think they would lose in a four or five role. Really. If, yeah, because dude, it, to it, Toronto. Yeah, Toronto has our number. They that's what I'm it. saying. It's like, is that the team? No, that's what I'm saying. So Toronto they got Boston. Toronto in the East has our number. Boston right, yeah. does not. Okay, but that well, because that's but, my point. If it wasn't Toronto, have, the other thing is that we can't even judge yet. Is are we the same half court team in the playoffs? Are we still that team? Because yeah. that's the issue. 
It's our half-court offense. Yeah, I, When you I agree. slow the pace down and you make us post up in a slow-paced game on offense where you stop that fast break, we are not a good team. No. We are not a good offensive team. So, like, right now, I, I have Boston on there because they're a good defensive team. They can slow it down to half-court set because they have shooters. They have guys that can do everything. Boston, we've just been beating because I just think Boston doesn't have the talent at this point. Just, yeah. like, I think Kyrie, I, I, I don't know. It, it wasn't Kyrie, but it was like, I don't even know. I kind of wish we had gotten to play them last year in the playoffs. Like, I don't want to play them every year in the yeah. playoffs. But um, and then you got teams like like the Bucks. It for sure don't scare me. No, not at all. But isn't We're that crazy? Isn't that crazy That's to say thing, though? though? But no, because if no, you look, no, I don't mean crazy in a literal five, way. If you look at the starting five, yes, it's we're meant beat to beat. To beat yes, I agree. That is the one team we are made to beat. If there's a team in the league that I would take in a seven game series against the Bucks right now, put my money on it. Would be the Sixers, and then it'd probably be like the Lakers and the Clippers. Right. Like after that, I don't know. But the first team would be the Sixers because you have the two best Giannis defenders in the league, possibly the best three. And because last time, right. not this season, but last year, I mean, even though it was the game bang got dunked on. <laughs> which is a bad example. But Ben held like Giannis on like ten possessions to like two and yeah. nine before. Right. Joel and holds him really. And then well. Al. Al is a fucking beast on it. So glad you brought that up. Because my next question well, I'll answer first and then I'll throw it to you. When Jay Rich comes back, I want to see Al go to the six man role. Because I, I think Thibel like, needs to be in the starting lineup yes, because him and it Ben needs to be Josh or Al on the bench. I would prefer it to be Al. Yeah. But also, part of me is like when you get into the numbers and you get into times. Once you get over that eighty million mark, you, you can't afford. That's true. Because then it's a bad investment, and then you lower the value of the guy. Al does go to that six man role, and he's on the bench. Like it's kind of like, how the fuck are you paying a six man eighty right. million dollars? But and I, if you I, win a chip, a hundred and ten. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a whole extra, like, $10 million. Yeah, there's a lot of money in incentives. Yeah, yeah, like... For winning. So, like, it's kind of scary to look at that. Because, honestly, I think they should be shopping Al. But, um, we're, we're kind of uh, running a little yeah. on time. So I think we got, like, 10 minutes Super Bowl. left. Let's show me the All Super Bowl. Right. Super Bowl 54. Snap. Let me get your predictions. Chiefs. I think it's a blowout. I just think it's a blowout. <laughs> Let's do it. Because all I hear about... All, like, I, I, I think, again, I, I haven't actually sat down and really... Over the numbers, but my first thing is is I, I think the Chiefs got hot at the right time. That 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 Patrick Mahomes injury being in the middle of the season, I think that was I think him getting hurt, them going through their low points, them fingering out their adversity through those low points, and then getting back on tracks and being that team that we seen last year. People forgot about him too this year, dude. With Lamar, exactly. with Lamar I had, playing I had like that. no faith. I, I thought the Ravens were going to Super Bowl. Yeah. And I did. Everyone in the country did. But, like, the whole season, as I said, it, even when the Chiefs are down, I was like, Ravens are going to go to the Super Bowl, but it's the Chiefs if it's not. And everybody's like, they suck right now. I'm like, I'm like I know they do, but we, did you not see them last year? Right. We know who Patrick Mahomes is. So I look at that, and then I look at the way to beat the Niners, and it's on, it's on their offensive side. They have to just make Jimmy Garoppolo beat them. If they, I know they're not a good I don't good think run. they can. That's the thing. That's the one thing they have to figure out. I don't know what the game plan is. I don't know how they're going to do it. If you can somehow stop or slow down the Niners' run game, which they're terrible at, I'll admit, but if you can, there's no chance they keep up with you in points. Hell, if they're running the ball, there's no way they can't keep up just, in points. Because look at how many, look how fast they can put up points. Look what they did to the, the Chiefs. Texans. Yeah. Okay. But okay. So here's my point. I wasn't a believer all season long, dude. It took me into the teens of the season to finally say, you know what, San Fran's for real. I just couldn't figure it out. I just, I, I don't know. Like when the Eagles were making their run, I was like, I would rather play in San Fran than in Seattle. That's just how I thought, like towards same, the end of the season. Same. But now I'm like, dude, this team is for real. The thing that the like, defense and, and I, everything my that heart, quarterback is. my heart says KC and Andy, and I'm a huge Pat Mahomes guy, and I want to see the kid win his first win a Super Bowl. But my brain's just telling me San Fran because for a couple reasons. I don't believe, like you just said, how are they going to do it? I don't believe they can stop San Fran's running game. And if they can't do that, Jimmy G's going to do what he did last game and the Minnesota game and just pick you apart. They're not going to have anyone to stop Kittle over the middle of the— Pick him apart, crazy. No, just check. The, I mean, checking yeah. down, game managing. Like he, he can just pick his pick his spots. I mean, but even and, but even with that, like, do you believe? Yes. yes, Can I that do. defense slow down the the passing game on the Chiefs enough 
where they can keep up in points. I don't think so. Yes. I know they're a good I know they're a great defense. They're a great defense. Great defense. I just think they're the one team that checks the boxes where it where to beat the Chiefs because they can do so many things. One, I've seen this team put up points quick. They don't have the offense the Chiefs do, the playmakers yeah, the Chiefs do. They don't put up the points like the Chiefs do. Chiefs came back from a 24-point deficit in like a quarter. Well, okay, that's my point. That wasn't the 49ers' defense. That was You're the right. Texans' defense. You're right. So, and then they go, I'm pretty sure the Chiefs went down 10 nothing against the Titans. If the Chiefs go down early, 14-0, 17-3, I don't think they can come back against this team. Andy and Mahomes need to come out quick and fast this game and make San Fran and make Jimmy G play from behind and make Jimmy G beat you because if you let San Fran control the tempo, but that's the thing with me. San Fran is a weird team because you know you know what's going to happen, right? We're going to sit here and say the Chiefs. I say here, I sit here and say the Chiefs are can't stop Mostert and and their run game, and and Jimmy G's going to pick his spots. You know what's going to happen? Kansas City's going to go up ten nothing, and then Jimmy G's going to have the game of his life in Super Bowl Fifty Four. Somehow, I, I think Jimmy G chokes the shit out of this game. I hope so because I want to see Kansas City win. I think again, dude. Another reason I'm such a big guy on in Kansas City is I just I, I look at the weapons on each side, right? The Niners have decent weapons. They have decent weapons. Kittle, amazing. Everybody else, decent. I know that one bull, I forget his name, the running back, just had like, what was it? Four Mostert. TDs. Most things, he's had four TDs. He's a great running back. But just go through your head and go through the list of offensive talent on the Kansas City Chiefs. They're like half their wide receivers and running backs could be like number one options. On oh, I teams. agree with you. San Fran like, doesn't got, have that. I, and another thing, like I've never seen Sammy Watkins healthy at the end of a season. Who the yeah. fuck? Like you got Sammy Watkins, Tyree you got Tyree Kill, Kill, Kelsey. You got Kelsey. You got all these. Like, they're just three, just three guys. Right. And like With that everyone kid else, the ball. everyone else can step up, and we've seen it all year. When it's not Tyree Kill, it's a, another wide receiver. When it's not like a Sammy Watkins or another Travis guy, Kelsey. yeah, or Travis Kelsey, it's someone else. They're kind of like the Eagles last, like the year we won it. Yeah, they're so good at spreading the ball around, but they're so talented that they make it almost look like unnoticeable. Like we know they're that good on offense, but like you almost kind of just think it's Patrick, but it's not. Like these guys are the real deal. They're, they have some of the fastest receivers and running backs in the league. Guys can't even catch them. We watched, I mean, we watched Tyree Kill catch up to his other yeah. receiver to celebrate with him in the end zone. He's that fast. He's out running DBs, running as hard as they can to catch the guy with the ball. And Tyree Kill's doing it to give him a high five. Like that's the type of offensive talent we see on this team. And I don't think we've seen anything like this, especially with a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. No. The way Patrick Mahomes plays the game. It, it, and like can run with, and throw the ball so powerful, it reminds me of Aaron Rodgers so much. Like just how he can make plays where you're just like, holy. Fuck. Yeah, like, I love watching the kids play. Here's my final prediction. Here's what I'm going to say. I think 49ers go up early. I think Mahomes and that offense does what you're saying. I think they come back. They're down three, and then I think the 49ers pull away again at the end and win by nine or ten. I have two. I have like two predictions. My main prediction on how I really think it's going to go. I think it's going to be what everybody thinks it is. I think it's the Chiefs. I think they're going to get off. It's going to be like a sketchy start, like kind of like you're saying, where it's like, oh, maybe they got them. I think like maybe. And you think they're going to come back? And then like before halftime, like almost like the same way, but the the lead won't be as crazy. Like 24 points, like in the first. No, because the only way you can put up numbers usually like that is passing. And so I think they go up like maybe 10, 14, and out of nowhere, like. Off hot again, they figure out the run game maybe at halftime, something like that. And I think you see like a, a very big, like, like a 20 point blowout. Yeah, and the other prediction I could see is it's it's a nail biter. I could see it being like the last Super with Bowl with Mahomes or Garoppolo with the ball last. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And and like we're like actually like both defenses actually play really good. Yeah, like kind of like last year, like we were expecting the Rams, it, yeah. like the Rams and the Patriots to put up all these numbers and they put up like 13 total points or yeah. whatever it was. Like and like we're just like how the hell did LA only put up three points and yeah. they've been scoring like 40 all year? It's like I could see something like that too. Like we're like, like I think it's gonna be a great like game. Like 17-14, and we're like. Wow, there was like two touchdowns in yeah. the game, or like three touchdowns or something, you know? I think it's going to be a great game. But a uh, couple Philadelphia updates. So right now the Sixers are starting their fourth, uh, a four-game road trip at Atlanta, and then that includes Boston, Miami, and then finishing former, up in Milwaukee. Going against former assistant coach Louis Pierre. <laughs> and then the Flyers, who we didn't talk about tonight, but we'll get into later, like a couple weeks from now. Flyers return to action at Pittsburgh to play the Penguins. It's their first game coming back since the All-Star break. They currently sit at 27, 17, and 6 with 60 points. I think they're a point or two out of a wild card uh, in the Eastern Conference. And they are also 17, 4, and 4 at the Wells Fargo Center. And as the Sixers are, 22 and 2. It's real in the yeah, it is. 
So two one five, you're probably gonna lose your game. It's just at that point for every team. Yep. Well, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of the Faithful Fanatics podcast. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter at Faithful Fans. Uh, fan spelled with a P H N A N S. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That out there. People, are <laughs> People are dumb. No offense to anyone listening. But, uh, uh, thanks for listening. Snap. Yeah. And you can catch us every Thursday, 6.30 to 7.30. We'll be on time next week. Yeah. We're a little yeah. late. I'm going to be here at like we were 5.30. Like, yeah, yeah, through the traffic. My car. But uh, we hope you guys liked it. It's going to be a fun ride. Uh, like we said, it's our first time in the studio yes, live. So long time in the studio, too. I, I missed the mic. Thank you guys for listening. Not to promise yeah, to don't break anything next time. week. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good night. All right, guys. See you later. Cool. Easy money. That was good. That was good chemistry. I thought we were going to get